0: Hey everyone, welcome to the channel, I'm Tetsuo. If you don't know, I have a membership set up. If you enjoy my stories and want to support me, feel free to click on that join button. Some perks I plan on doing would be doing giveaways once I have enough subs, but you don't have to join. No, just listening to my videos and everything is perfectly a-okay with me, but be sure to subscribe Click on that notification bell and share my videos with family and friends. If you have any topics or ideas you'd like for you to do, place them in the comments below. This video was recommended by you guys, my subscribers. Now without further ado, relax and turn on your nightlights. Please enjoy this episode titled, Frightening EMT First Responder Stories. story one this story did not happen to me but instead to a friend of the family who is also a volunteer fire chief an industrial firefighter slash EMT and a fire investigator for my county I was told this story when he came to my firefighter one class to teach us about the basics of fire investigation and how firefighters can assist fire investigators on scene. In 2009, there was a large garage explosion and fire out in the rural area of my county. My own fire department responded for mutual aid, but this was six years before I joined. When a working fire is declared in my county, the county's team of fire investigators are also notified to respond. The garage was filled with cars, some of them decades old, and it took a while to extinguish. A while later, when the fire was out, the fire investigators began to take pictures of what was left of the garage and the car is inside the garage had effectively been burned to the ground by this point as they were taking photographs of the garage one of the photographers on the team noticed something odd in the hollowed-out remains of a pickup truck as he peered inside he noticed something white in the driver's seat and took a photo of it As he continued to look at it, he soon realized that it was in fact a skeleton. The owner of the garage, who had been missing since the fire, in fact died in it. It's believed he was in the garage when the explosion occurred and died shortly after from smoke inhalants or burns. His death was ruled accidental. As he had several propane tanks he was working on the inside of the garage. And several of them exploded. I've seen the pictures. And I was shocked to see the skeleton when I finally noticed it. He had been burned so thoroughly that his skeleton blended very well with the wreckage of the truck. Hence why it took so long for anyone to notice it despite firefighters, police officers, and investigators walking right past the truck several times. I only hope his death was not too painful. Story two. Although I've heard many stories from my uncle, About his time as an EMT, this is the story that will stick with me until I die. About six years ago, my Uncle Vinny's paramedic crew responded to a call from a hotel in Philly. It was one of the more horrific experiences that he's had. The initial report stated that a maintenance man by the name of Mike went to check on room 417 since water had been reported flooding into the hallway and it was he who found the body. Mike informed 911 that there was a man in the en suite hot tub who appeared to be deceased and he was all but hyperventilating as he tried to make his report. Mike relayed that he saw the man It immediately backed out of the room, being careful not to drop his phone into several inches of water on the floor. My uncle's two-man paramedic team entered the room about 12 minutes later, and they almost gagged at the smell of feces and burning flesh. Vinny, who had a stomach of steel, had to press his hand to his mouth to keep from vomiting the room was filled with steam and the humidity was instantly making the men sweat profusely their grip on their equipment was slipping and they knew that they needed to extract the victim quickly the naked man was floating in the hot tub a mechanical grin plastered across his face from the looks of it The man had been in the water for quite some time, since his bruised skin was starting to peel off of his body in long, squishy strips. Vinny held his breath and checked for vitals, while one of the other EMTs went to get a bag for the body. Even though my uncle saw corpses regularly, this method of death was a disturbing first for him. And something about the whole situation was unnerving. As my Uncle Vinny placed his fingers on the man's wrist. Expecting to feel nothing. He had to choke back a startled scream. When the victim's hand shot out. And grabbed his arm. It wasn't a corpse. The John Doe didn't show any signs of being responsive. But when the other EMT went to check on the man's eyes for a dilation reaction. His pupils look slitted, almost like a reptile. Vinny was weirded out, but dismissed it as a side effect of getting boiled alive like a hard-boiled egg. As the men removed the victim from the hot tub, the man began to thrash strips of flesh splattering on the EMTs, They tried to pin the man down to keep him from hurting himself, but he was shockingly strong. As the last bit of flesh dropped to the floor, Vinny saw that it wasn't more skin underneath, it was scales. His partner must have noticed it too because both men began to scream almost in unison. This thing began to growl. And my uncle's normal desire to figure out problems turned into sheer fight-or-flight response, with flight winning out. He ran from the hotel room, his teammates on his heels. They slammed the door right behind them, and a moment later, they heard one of the windows shatter. The men had no idea how to explain to their boss what happened. But after some phone calls and a few men in black suits appearing, they were given a specific story to follow. They were told to say that John Doe tried to drown himself and that the mentally unhinged man climbed down the fire escape when his attempt failed. Vinnie, who was paid extra well to keep his mouth shut, never did tell anyone about his story. Until he shared it to me the other day, I could tell that my uncle Vinny didn't want to tell it, but I was the only one in the family that he thought would believe him. The only reason he even shared this ridiculous story is because he thinks something had been stalking him the last few weeks, and he's worried that the creature has returned. I thought he was crazy until I went to his house yesterday and saw a trail of bipedal clawed footprints underneath his windowsill. Now my uncle is missing and I think I'm the only one that really knows what happened to him. Story 3. In 2005, I was a pizza delivery driver for Domino's and closing driver. This one night, I decided to get a couple of burgers at a late night restaurant. Then I took a road I normally don't take because it was so dark outside. I come around a hill and I saw a car parked in the middle of the road. It was strange. I slowly went around the car, seeing a person leaned over the wheel, but really can't see much because the windows were tinted. I went down the road and turned around slowly, and then I drove past it again. I didn't get out of my car because I didn't know if this was a setup to rob people or what. So, I got back up the road, turned around and sat on top of the hill. I dialed 911, telling them what happened. They advised me to turn on my emergency flashers. About 10 minutes later, the cops and EMT arrived. I sat there watching as the police handcuffed the person and the cops had him sit on the ground before coming to talk to me. Turns out the man was so drunk that he parked his car and went to sleep. story four okay so there are two sides to this story my side and my sister's side who the incident happened to my younger sister and i shared a room and were sleeping i woke up in the middle of the night to my brother opening our bedroom door and holding my youngest sister who was about 12 years old while she was crying hysterically i laid her on her bed And didn't know what to do with her so he went to wake my parents up to help us my sister and I were asking her what was happening and why she was crying but she couldn't even catch her breath to tell us she managed to stutter out that there was an elderly lady in her room dressed in mon clothes and she was trying to kill her she kept screaming she's right there she's right there pointing to my closet her eyes were wide opened and she wouldn't close them i told her to close them but she said that the old lady told her to keep her eyes open or the old lady was going to kill her her body was stiff and her middle finger and ring finger on both hands were pressed really hard against her thumb we tried to pull them apart but again she said that the lady was forcing her to do this My parents didn't know what to do but to call the cops, and then the ambulance arrived. The EMT said that she was just hyperventilating, but I knew there was more than that. Next, the following story is from my 12-year-old sister's point of view, who shared a room with my oldest sister, but my oldest sister was gone that night with her boyfriend, so My 12-year-old sister was alone this night and had her nightlight on. This is her side of the story. I was sleeping with my stereo on. When I woke up, an elderly woman dressed in long clothes with long white hair came to sit at the end of my bed. At this point, I was already unable to move. I felt pinned down on my bed. She was telling me that she was going to kill me and laughed. I tried to turn up the music so maybe my mom or someone could come to my room and help, but I couldn't manage to move my arm. After the elderly entity woman said that, she walked away laughing. I was tearing up and already trying my hardest to get out of my room. When I managed to get up, I felt like I didn't have any energy. Once I made it to the hallway, I saw a light turn on in the living room. I was walking to the light. I then made out my brother's face and said his name quietly. And then, all of a sudden, I felt something cut on the back of both my feet. I fell down and that's when my older brother picked me up and carried me to the sofa. He asked me what happened. As he kept asking me, the old lady was sitting on the other side of the sofa, watching me try to explain to him. She was laughing and enjoyed watching me suffer in fear. My brother then carried me to my older sister's room. When I left in the ambulance, the old lady was standing by the front door, saying that she was going to wait for me to come back. And kill me when I was at the hospital my parents put an X on my forehead to disguise me from the old lady entity my parents asked my cousin who is a shaman to see what happened and how this came to be my cousin again who is a shaman said that prior to this incident I was at a wooded park and the old lady entity somehow Followed me home. My brother, the one who was awake that night, said he checked up on me before this had happened and that he saw my quote unquote sister laying right next to me in bed, but her back was facing him. So he made out the blonde hair. By the way, my sister, who was not home that time, also had blonde hair. So he figured that it was just my older sister. Sleeping next to me. But of course, it wasn't. Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. I look forward to seeing you at the next one. Thank you.